Hey, hey, welcome to Coffee and Devotions this Tuesday morning, April 28th. This is where every morning at 9 a.m. on the weekdays and on the, on the weekends before my kids wake up, we get into God's Word together looking just at a little piece. And this year in 2020, we'll work through all the Gospels together. So we are at Matthew chapter 22, and we will begin today's reading at verse 23. Let's go ahead and grab our coffee and get into God's Word. Matthew chapter 22, beginning at verse 30. The same day the Sadducees, who say there is no resurrection, came to him and asked him, saying, Teacher, Moses said that if a man dies having no children, his brother shall marry his wife and raise up offspring for his brother. Now there were seven, there were with us seven brothers. The first died after he had married, having no offspring, left his wife to his brother. Likewise, the second also, and the third, even to the seventh. Last of all, the woman died also. Therefore, in the resurrection, whose wife of the seven will she be? For they all had her. Jesus, in answer, said to them, you are mistaken, not knowing the scriptures nor the power of God. For in the resurrection they neither marry nor are given in marriage, but are like angels of God in heaven. But concerning the resurrection of the dead, have you not read what was spoken to you by God, saying, I am the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob? God is not the God of the dead, but of the living. And when the multitudes heard this, they were astonished at his teachings. But when the Pharisees heard that he had silenced the Sadducees, they gathered together. Then one of them, a lawyer, asked him a question, testing him and saying, Teacher, what is the greatest commandment? Jesus said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment, and the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. One of, on these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Let's ask God's help this morning. Lord, we thank you so much for your word. Father, we pray that we would be able to understand your word, that your Holy Spirit would enlighten our eyes, Lord, that we would know what you would have for us this morning, that you would teach us, you would instruct us, that we would come to you humbly, and that you would bless us. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, well, we are going to start off with that first section, which the New King James Version titles, Conflict with Sadducees. Uh, this is when the Sadducees are trying to trip up Jesus. They're trying to test him, right? We need to ask ourselves first, A, what is this about? What is this about? Well, the Sadducees are coming to, Mo to Jesus, and it's interesting what Matthew notes here, right? The Sadducees are those religious leaders at the time. These are the people who controlled the temple at the time. These are the people who are the ruling religious class of the day. 
But it's interesting what, what Matthew notes here. Look with me at verse 23. What does he say? Who say there is no resurrection. They don't even believe in the resurrection. And then they come to Jesus, and they want to ask him about the scenario. This lady who has had seven husbands. So this, just, this is talking about what in the Old Testament was known as Levite marriage. So if you were to be married, and if you were the husband in that marriage, and, you're, and you died, your brother was supposed to take your wife into his home, and he was to bear children in your name. So that way, your inheritance wouldn't go off to strangers, but would be continued in the family. This was seen as an honorable thing, as a noble thing during the time. But it's interesting what, no, what they're trying to do here. They're trying to trip up Jesus. They're trying to deny the resurrection. Jesus has just said that he was going to be raised again from the dead. And now they're asking him, they're trying to put him in a catch-22. But look what Jesus says to them. This is the amazing thing. How does Jesus answer Jesus answered and said to them, You are mistaken, knowing not the Scriptures nor the power of God. Right? These are the religious people of the day. These are the priestly class of people. These are the descendants, most likely, of the Maccabean kingly priest era. And, and Jesus says, You don't know the Bible, and you don't know God's power. Because in the resurrection they will neither be given in marriage nor taken in marriage, but we will be like the angels. Right? We, we are focused on God, on worshiping God. The things which marriage was the point to of the union of Christ and his church, we're going to be married. It's, it's going to be the wedding feast of the Lamb. Right? We get to be with God forever in his presence, our true husband, our true God, our true Lord, and that's where we're going to be. And so uh, Jesus tells them that they are not, you, you, you don't even remember, right? He says, what did God say in the Bible? I am not the God, or I am the God of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. So he's the God of the living, not of the dead. And so this is what's going on there. Oh, sorry. Uh, this is what's going on in that story. This is what it's about. Um, how would you summarize it in the margin of your Bible? I think I would, I would uh, put um, Jesus stops the mouths of the Sadducees and teaches on the resurrection. I don't know. Tell me down in the comments. What would, what would you put in your Bible? What would you say in your one-sentence summary? Well, that's our A. What's it about? The B. What is the best verse to summarize this section? Well, I'm going to go ahead and underline or highlight in my Bible verses 22 and 23. Right? That he is not the God of the dead, but of the living that's interesting as well, because we're going to get to the Mount of Transfiguration, where we're going to see Moses. We're going to see Elijah. Those people who they thought were dead are really alive. Uh, that gives us a whole lot of hope. But we still have another section to get through. All right, the next section to get through is uh, verses 34 down to verse 40. Right, one of the Pharisees, so Jesus, Jesus stops the mouth of the Sadducees. They can't say anymore. They're dumbfounded. He's, he schooled them. So then the Pharisees take a shot at him. They send one of their brightest lawyers. They go and want to, want to ask Jesus, what is the greatest commandment? Now the Pharisees are all about the law. 
And so what are they trying to do? They're trying to trip him up. They're trying to see, pit him against the other teachers. This was asked of other teachers at the time. There's other Jewish writings we have where they would ask these types of questions. Uh, and it's amazing what Jesus says, right? Uh, he essentially says uh, the Shema, right? In Deuteronomy chapter 6, verse 4, the Lord says, Shema Yisrael Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Echad. Va'ahavta et Adonai Elohecha, bekal levevecha u bekal nefeshecha u bekal meodecha. Hear, O Israel, the Lord your God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. But here Jesus says that, and he expands it even more. Yahweh in the flesh, the Lord their God, is standing right in front of them, and he's saying, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. Everything you are, you're to love God. And how do we see that? The greatest commandment? I'll go with the first four. Right? So the first, the first commandment, love God. Love God, only worship Him, only serve Him. Don't, don't bow down to other people. Keep his day, right? Jesus is summarizing the first four commandments, the first table of law. And then he's saying, and you know what? Go love your neighbor as yourself. How does that love work out? Well, it looks like loving your parents, honoring your parents. It looks like loving your neighbor, not stealing their stuff, having an affair with their wife, not killing them, not lying about them, not wanting their stuff and, and harboring that want in your heart. Jesus is saying, I'm going to go with the first table of law first and the second table of law second. Right? Jesus is saying all of it. All of it. Love the Lord, your God, with all your heart. And this is what Jesus says, on these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. So I'm going to go ahead and highlight verse 40 as my best verse. Let me know what you would highlight, but let's, let's get down to the nitty-gritty here real quick as we're ending. What is God calling you to do? in response to this. So if we've done A, what is this about? We've done B, what is the best verse to summarize this? But C, what are you called to do in response to this? What is God calling you this morning to do in response to this? Do you believe in the resurrection? For some of you, it might be that Romans chapter 9 or 10 is, is speaking to you. Do you confess that Jesus Christ is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead? Do you believe that God is powerful enough to raise his very own son and he can actually raise you from the dead on that last great day? Do you believe it? Maybe for some of you, you might be called to belief. This is, this is the second part, right? For some of us, do we need to repent that we've found our hearts torn between things? Are there idols in our lives that we need to put to death? Have we been blaspheming God's name? Have we loved God with all of our emotions, but not with all of our mind? Have we loved God in feelings during worship service, but not with all of our actions? Let me ask you, what are you called to do in response? I don't know. Feel free to, feel free to let me know down in the comments below, or you can feel free to... Um, to send me a message if you want. I'm always open to pray for these things too. If you want to send me a message and say, hey, this is what I'm called to do. Hold me accountable. Please pray for me. That's cool too. But we're running late, so let's, let's go ahead and pray. God, I thank you so much for this day. We thank you, Father, for 
your powerful word and your power that exists, for you are the one who does all things by your mighty right hand. You are an amazing God, strong and awesome. Lord, we pray, Father, that you would let us believe. Father, we pray that we would have undivided hearts, that we would serve you and love you with every fiber of our being. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, Lord bless you today and give you peace.